and welcome to this week's episode of And the Pod Goes To, presented by The Message Board. I am Alex, with me always is my co-host Nathan. Nathan, do you want to tell everyone where we are recording from this week? Yeah, so this week we are recording from Mike Judge's uh, typing room. Is he... What is he typing up? Is he typing up the new Beavis and Butthead movie? Because that's actually happening. Uh, I like to think he's typing up a King of the Hill animated movie. I, but if, if I, just, I just want more Mike judge in my life. I understand if, if they ever, they'll never, but if they ever made a King of the Hill movie, I think that would automatically become my number one favorite movie of all time. I just think it would. I would. Yeah, that's fair. I think my, my fear is in the world we're living in currently that they would make everything live action. Okay. So, I, I'm on a couple King of the Hill fan pages between Facebook and Twitter, and there's always the same people that post the same shit every single day, and it's usually, yep. it's usually who would you cast as real life Hank, Bill, Boomhauer, and Dale, and mm-hmm. the consensus pick for Hank is Tom Hanks. Okay. Uh, you know, if you go if you go Tom Hanks, like we're getting that age group. Mm-hmm. You can basically th- just write Stephen Root as in as Bill, and you yeah. can get the same voice actor because Stephen Root with a haircut, or yeah, Stephen Root with a haircut looks like Bill Dotry. He does. <clears throat> the The other pick that I've seen a lot of for Bill Dotry is uh, David Keckner, aka yeah, Keckner Champ Kind. A, yeah, David Keckner would be a good good Bill. He's looked like Bill since like two thousand two. Like right. Uh, the pick, the, the pick for Boomhauer is always Matthew McConaughey. Okay. And then the pick for Dale, it gets, it, 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 I don't remember who they, it's, it's always someone different. It's always someone super random. It's never, I've seen ones with like, um, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. I've seen that one. It's, it's that no one can ever pinpoint, uh, Dale, which is fine because Dale is such like a, a different an odd character. Do you know who I think would be a fun Dale? Who's that? And this is a little biased because I love, just love this actor so much, but Sam Rockwell just diving in to be Dale. That could work. I know we've talked about this a lot of, <laughs> we love, we're a big Sam Rockwell podcast and oh, yes, I, I would be into that. Seeing Sam Rockwell throw pocket sand at somebody would make me just cry <laughs> with happiness. And he has like he just has the perfect delivery where that would be incredible. Oh my god, it would be so good. Okay. Um this week we are discussing the 2006 film Idiocracy. Um we're also going to do a draft of our favorite 2000s comedies. Um so that it'll get interesting. I think that you and I have very similar taste in comedies especially from that era so this i I probably i'm probably gonna swear at you a lot at the end of this podcast i'm gonna lie i'm not gonna lie to you um that's fine so this week i get to do movie news and you get to react to it so let's do something fun here are you ready for some movie news hit me with it all right i thought about okay so i'm not gonna lie to you i actually going into work today i thought i was gonna just kind of fuck around and just write up i was gonna plan my plan was is that i was gonna go to work and i was gonna do nothing but write up fake news articles to talk mm-hmm. about okay. but then I ended up doing work instead okay. <laughs> and so like <laughs> i had to like scramble after i got off work i was like shit i better find actual movie news so <laughs> um first off the docket um you and i we watched the super bowl together um yep. 
how many times do you think we saw the Paramount Plus commercial? Mm, I'm say a billion, it was, give or take. It was a billion and a half. So you should have taken that ah, over. Um, yeah. Regardless, Paramount Plus debuts on March 4th. Uh, it's going to have mm-hmm. movies available 45 days after they premiere in theaters. So anything that's a Paramount project will be showing up there, a.k.a. Uh, a Quiet Place Part 2 and Mission Impossible 7. So 45, af- 45 yep. days after the premiere in theaters, they'll show up on there. And then it'll also include a massive library of CBS shows, uh, Comedy Central, mm-hmm. MTV, and Nickelodeon, like everything. Yep. Um, yep. Starting off price, $4.99 per month for ads and $9.99 for a premium without ads. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Um, I think their platform just bitch slapped Peacock. Yes. Um, Peacock, I I will die on this hill. And Peacock is from the second that they decided that they were going to tear out the office, which was like their main get for people. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, Netflix doesn't have the office anymore. But Peacock does. You can get it for free if you have ads. And then you only get the first like two and a half seasons of the office. That was like the biggest like fuck you world where NBC we're gonna do what we want moment. Peak or and then Paramount comes along and they're like, hey, four ninety nine with ads, nine ninety nine without, and you're getting everything like good movie collection. You're getting really good like TV shows that we both like we both loved growing up where you're getting Rugrats and you're getting Hey Arnold and you're getting a lot of those like good Nickelodeon properties mm-hmm. there. It just <clears throat> Paramount plus com- compared to see C- what CBS all access was just came in and just fucked everything up. Yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see the response that Peacock is going to have, because that was the first thought when I heard this is that NBC fucked up. They came mm-hmm. out too early. Oh, terrible. They came out too early and they set, uh, an unrealistic price for nothing, like yep. literally nothing. And then CBS is like, here's a fuck ton of movies. Here's mm-hmm. a shit ton of TV shows, nostalgic or not. Like Comedy Central is mm-hmm. going to have like all the old jackass, or excuse me, not Comedy Central. MTV is going to have all the old jackass. They're going to have mm-hmm. the Rob Deerdex, you know, everything that you and I grew up watching. Comedy Central is going to have everything on there. Nickelodeon, right. everything on there. They just massacred Peacock. Yeah. Yes. And I think they legitimately. There's a really good chance that they just they not only did they massacre Peacock, but they all also just struck a huge blow to Hulu, in my opinion, because Hulu's like movie base isn't great. Mm-hmm. Their TV shows, they're losing shows to to NBC streaming service and they're losing shows to um, to what's going to be Paramount and everything. So Hulu's going to take a huge dive on this one. Like I wouldn't even have Hulu anymore if it wasn't for live sports and TV. Hulu has live ish sports. Yes. It's a couple seconds behind a, a couple. It's like 30 <laughs> seconds behind. Yes, and, so, and in this, no, I, I do it. And it's, it's kind of a fun, but also like, I, I don't, I go, I flip back and forth on whether I like that or not, because mm. I'll watch a, be watching a Steelers game and Stoddart will like text me when there's a huge play. And I'll get the text before the play happens. So I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. Or like Yahoo will tell me before the play happens. Mm -hmm. But then also like it takes away some of that like you it takes away the fun of just getting to watch that happen without having like the interference of my phone and stuff like that. So I can tell you as a sports gambler, 30 (laughs) seconds behind on sports sucks ass. 
That's like fair. that's the difference between me winning a bet sometimes and not winning a bet. Cause then I can live bet things. And if I'm trying to live bet something that's happening, that's already happened. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm screwed. That's fair. I'm screwed. So the other thing with CBS too, is this includes live TV. I don't remember if Peacock includes live TV, but CBS is also going to have, um, exclusive, more exclusive, um, content for the masters even though the masters has their own channel as well so i I, cbs i mean it's yeah all these streaming services besides hbo max i would say it's probably like as far as like tier level goes for streaming services i'd say it goes probably dare i say netflix hbo max and cbs it's like you know it's like right they're all right there for everything everything they put out I'm I'm very much leaning towards HBO Max is the ultimate like streaming service now it's, for me. It's pretty awesome. If they had sports, I wouldn't have anything else. Yeah. If they had like murder doc, if they threw out documentaries the way Netflix did, I wouldn't have anything else. Mm-hmm. Like I could I could spend hours watching everything on HBO Max. Like they have some of the best like TV shows of all time cataloged on their on their platform. Like. Yeah, it's it's tough, uh, but I think HBO Max has kind of taken over. But Paramount's going to be a, a very much a front runner. I I was really like like I said when we watched the Super Bowl together, and I saw how many Paramount Plus commercials there was, and not to mention that piece of shit Bryson DeChambeau showing up in oh, every single fuck commercial. That guy. I wanted to say nope, I'm done with this. And then I saw everything that they're including, and I'm just like, okay, you sold me. Yeah, bought in. I mean, bought in hard. Yeah, I mean, and it's. It's that weird thing of like, what do when does it hit a point where we just go back away from the streaming and go to regular cable? Like, it's it's going to be interesting to watch and see when that point happens. Like, I wanted to say Spike TV has their own streaming channel, but they're Paramount. Yeah. So uh, that's not it. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. It's going to be a good setup. It'll be interesting. And like I said, if I can get CB live CBS Sports on there, that's huge. Um, I'm a, I'm bunny ears and ESPN plus away from not having Hulu anymore. And as a Steelers fan, like Steelers primarily play on CBS for you anyways. So it's like beside between hundred oh, percent between CBS and the eight primetime games they get a year. You're pretty much set. Oh yeah. So I'm set. Steelers always get primetime games. It's bullshit. Okay. So when what's that? I said win sometimes <sighs> Kirk cousins does not allow that to happen. All right, so ne- next up for movie news, the title of the third Spider-Man movie has been announced, and it's going to be called mm-hmm. No Way Home, and will premiere in theaters on Christmas Day of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to multiple reports, we'll be seeing a trailer very, very soon. Whether it's a teaser or a tr- full trailer, I don't know. I don't care. I want to see it. Uh, thoughts mm-hmm. on the name? Um, I don't know. I, I like it. I'm kind of... I'm indifferent. Because, again, you're going to put everybody's going to put a lot of like extra thought into the title mm-hmm. and like try and figure shit out because of it. Um, I kind of liked homesick. I kept calling it homesick for however long. I don't know where I got that thought, um, but I kept calling it homesick forever. I did like the little game they were playing where everybody would like throw out a different name. Mm-hmm. So they had like uh Spider-Man phone home. Like, you know, they just, they kept circling different ones through and I, I was having fun with that. Um, but again, the internet's the internet, and they're already breaking down like the board mm-hmm. that was shown on. If you watch the clip, and it has like the hexagons from WandaVision and stuff like that, so it's showing 
it's already kind of showing itself tying into the universe. Um, again, I, I'm indifferent on the name. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. So it almost implies, like, I know we talked about, like, it's going to involve multiple universes. And I think this will be really fun, obviously, because the first two movies have been just incredible. And right. it's, and John Watts is returning to direct again. Everyone's returning. Um, lots and lots and lots of rumors on what's going to be happening. Who's going to be on set? Mm-hmm. Who's not been on set? Who's going to be in the right. movie? What's going to happen? I I was all in on Phone Home, on Spider-Man Phone Home. I thought that was a cooler title than No Way Home. But mm-hmm. I understand the levity of calling it No Way Home because they're probably going to get trapped in one of the multiverses. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to have to yep. try and figure a way out. And it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm really excited. And it, it's, it's fun to think that we finally got a title for this movie. Normally when we get the title for a movie, that means the movie's like still two years out or a year and a half mm-hmm. out. This is yep. less than a year. Like, right. It's not far. Right. And I'm like, I like the, my, what I guess I shouldn't say I like, but what I'm kind of worried for and what I want to watch out for is, are they going to be able to keep the cast? Mm-hmm. So I think they're already like finalizing deals with Tom Holland um to continue playing the role but so, yeah this... are you able to keep zendaya are you mm-hmm. able to keep um your other characters and the other thing i'm going to really watch out for especially in that trailer is like who they're going to tease for villains because i mean spider-man's always fought more human villains um everybody has kind of powers similar to him or they're just powerful but this i think is going to be the first time we see spider-man face up against a villain that's more powerful than him Thanos mm-hmm. aside uh so i'm interested to watch out for that um note for quick spider-man news i don't know if you had it on there or not but keanu reeves is in talk to play craven the hunter and i'm a little disappointed that it's not joe manganello i'm very disappointed in that i hope um, that it doesn't go through like of course like you know there's there's always the rumors forever and ever but they're pretty spot on but it's sometimes that things fall through i hope it doesn't happen uh, Joe Manganiello was made to play that part. He's wanted that part mm-hmm. for years. He's lobbied for that part, and I don't understand. I don't know if it's Sony just trying to ride the the Keanu. Keanu train. Reeves is the hot name. Keanu Reeves is the hot name. It's uh, is it that hot? So yes, and I mean between John Wick, the internet loving him, uh, the new cyberpunk game, the. Ted, Bill and Ted three actually wasn't bad. Um, new matrix movies coming out. Like there's so much Keanu Reeves going on right now that Sony is definitely riding the Keanu Reeves train. Um, and I mean, what's going to draw again, you think about us trying to have to build, build a fan base for theaters once they open again. Mm -hmm. And what's going to draw names into the theater, Keanu Reeves as Craven, the Hunter or Joe Manganiello as Craven, the Hunter. Fair. I, I'm all about qual quality versus. I want to. I don't even want to say quantity because that's not the. That's not what it is. I'm looking for quality in this, and I felt like Joe Manganiello was going to be better. What I'm excited for is just so last year was the first year since like 2009 that we didn't get a Marvel property in it. This year, yep. we're literally going to get fucked with Marvel. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome because we already have Wandavision. Yep. We have Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming up real quick. We have Loki coming up real quick. We have Black mm-hmm. Widow, which is supposed to be out earlier. That's gonna yep. come out this summer sometime. We have Doctor Strange in the in the uh, 
in the multitude of madness, madness. multiple versus madness. Thank you. And then we're going to have, is that this year? I thought that was next year. I thought multiverse of madness was this year. It was setting up for, I could be wrong, but regardless, we also have Spider-Man three coming out this year. So it's going to be a good Marvel year. It's almost going to be, I don't want to say it's going to be exhausting because it's not going to be, but it might be a little exhausting. I hear you. And I don't know. I, I get what you mean that by there's a lot going on, but this is kind of like, this is what I love. Like, this is going to be a really strong year. I've, I've loved the second half of WandaVision. The first couple episodes were the first three episodes were kind of a drag. And then they uh, kept they kept going, getting just better and better and better as they go along. So I want, so I, I um, want to come back to WandaVision. I'll come. We'll come back to that after all of movie news, because I did want to you and I have not talked about the show. We literally haven't. Yep. And that blows my nope. mind. So real quick, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, release date March 25th, 2022. Okay, I was wrong. <sighs> I hate being wrong. Okay. Um, we'll come back to WandaVision because I really do want to talk about that. I only got a couple more pieces of movie news because, like okay. I said, I was kind of scrambling. Um, according to multiple sure. re- according to multiple reports, Marvel is going to make the upcoming Blade movie PG-13. I'm out. I'm kind of pissed. I'm out. I'm, I'm actually out. really um, mad. You can't blade is blade is so much on the level of Deadpool where you have to like to do his movie, right? There has to be obviously gore involved. And if you're going to take the, I mean, gore is inherently like part of what makes a good vampire movie, a good vampire movie. And if you're going to take that out of there, you've, you've lost me. I don't, I just don't see the reasoning behind it. Um, especially when you can already see people like, um, or movies like Deadpool that are R-rated that make so much money. Why do you, why do you tailor off, or why do you tape, you know, taper off something like Blade, which inherently, again, inherently has to be gory because of who the character is, and just screw them up. I don't like it. Again, this is one of those things where I do hope I, I, I do hope that the sources are wrong. But how do you make mm-hmm. like? There's just no way to make this movie PG-13. Like, if I was Mahershala Ali. I would be off of this project as soon as I heard that. I'd be like, nope, that's not what I signed up for. This is not a movie I signed up for. This is not the vision that we talked about. I, so many, Deadpool has proven that, and Joker proved that you can make money off of R-rated movies. That's that's the deciding factor between PG-13 and R is for the wider range of audience and for money at box office. That theory was disproved by those two movies in the last three years. Why right. can't we figure this out? My only thought process on why you have to make it PG-13 is it's going to be more involved in the universe. So, again, you're going to make... If you're going to take a character that's not a one-off and make him in, give him his own movie, you have to make it so that people... Are, can go see his movie or kids can go see his movie to see what's going on. So whether it's tying into Morbius, whether it's tying into other characters down the road, um, I think you have to that would be my only reasoning for making it like my only logic for making a PG 13 is they're going to tie it in more and they need people to see his movie to figure out what's going on. And that involves kids. And maybe I shouldn't even say maybe, Access to these types of movies are so much easier than when I was a kid growing up. And I was a kid, I watched Blade pretty damn young. 
Not going <laughs> to lie to you. So sure. I'm not too concerned about these kids trying to figure out what's going on with, 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 you know, the universe. But I do understand the idea of trying to mix Blade in intersecting him into these movies. Because I'm imagining Blade is going to probably cross paths with Moon Knight in the next few years once they make that mm-hmm. TV show. For and, sure. And I get it. Like, it works. It works. If you remember, though, in the Spider-Man TV series, I think it was Spider-Man XD, Deadpool mm-hmm. shows up in like eight episodes, and it worked. Yeah. They dumbed him down. Also, and that's just it. They dumbed him down for those episodes. It wasn't like the pansexual, I'm going to gore gore the shit out of you. I'm going to run you over with a Zamboni and the, did the ice rink is going to be half jokes. ice. He did make suggest- suggestive jokes. On a so does SpongeBob. So does Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I mean, Ren and Stimpy was a kid's show. Yeah, but that was in the 90s. Come on. That was, <laughs> let's be real here. Like, Ren and Stimpy party time cartoon, like or like adult party cartoon. There, I'm about to go down a rabbit hole here. I don't remember, I don't know how much you watched Ren and Stimpy growing up. I watched Hardly quite any. a bit. There is an episode of, it's, I don't remember if he was a serial mascot, but it's Toast Man. And he, he literally is just this big burly guy whose head mm-hmm. is a piece of toast. And okay. he like rubs his nipples on Ren and Stimpy to like make them feel bit. It was weird. That's all I remember. I and mean, my parents saw me watching it and that's the, that was the end of that. And then my parents are also <laughs> like, no, you can't watch the Simpsons, Alex. Like that's right. too much. You. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I brought up a lot of memories there, but Ren and Stimpy was so bad. I will say, I, I, yeah, I can't argue there. I can't argue that. Right. I just, I want, I just, I think to do the character justice, you have to involve him more in the MCU, especially with Spider-Man. And to do it, you have to be clean. Now, that's not to say that you can't make his own movie R-rated and still involve him in the others. But that, again, to me, that's the only thing is that his movies have to be connected to the MCU and they have to be able to see him where like Deadpool. I mean, Deadpool breaks fourth wall all the time anyway. So he's just going to explain what he's been up to and call it good. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas you don't, you don't have that luxury with, with more or with him. Uh, so I think you just have to clean it up a bit. Were the original blade movies, are they had to be right they had to be there's no way that they weren't i remember i think if i the only one that i can think of that might not have been was blade trinity was the last one but the first one for sure was rated r let me give me a second here i'll look this up here blade 1998 yes the first one was for sure rated r I do remember that. Okay. I, 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 I think Blade Trinity might have been rated PG-13 because I feel like they were, it was losing steam, so they were trying something else. I could be wrong. So 2004 Blade. Nope, rated R still. So it was, yeah. Okay. It was still rated R. I don't like it, but I see why they did it. I And I say, I say did because it might not happen yet, but I think, again, you just have to, if you want the character deeper in the MCU, you have to make his movies available. So I see why they're doing it. And if if I'm a Hirsch Lali in that aspect, then yeah, I'm all I'm all about it. I also think Hirsch Lali is like I may be wrong here, so 
don't yell at me, but I I feel like he's kind of devoutly Muslim. And if that's the case, I don't know if he would want like all that gore and stuff like that in there. But he also he also starred in season three of True Detective. Which honestly, so... like season did you watch season three True Detective? No, but I've watched it's seasons not like one there and was... two. And those are pretty graphic. Three is, season three is not like one and two. <sighs> I never finished two. And it's definitely not like one. But he okay, so Moonlight wasn't like against you know his religion. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying maybe maybe that was his maybe that's part of it. I don't I, I don't want to believe that's I'm the truth, throwing Nathan. I'm throwing darts at a board that doesn't exist, Alex. I understand. Okay, let's move on. Um <laughs> so for this movie news, I literally just wrote Jared Leto Joker. <laughs> what do you mean? Throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk about the images that have been surfacing. We have to. So I haven't, I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen the most recent ones where he's like comparing himself to Jesus from it's what I understand. Good. It's not good. Um, so let's get a live reaction. Give me a second here. Okay. I think I can, I saw, share, so I can I saw, share my screen with you. I saw the uh, Jared Leto Joker, like the little clip in, in the new trailer for, um, for the movie. And it feels very like Batman nightmarish, like just the color and everything like that. It looks like it's not actually real. Cause why the hell would Joker be wearing a, like a SWAT vest mm -hmm. um, and like be fighting with them against, I don't know. I just, no, it, I'm out. It, it, I, <laughs> there's a lot of speculation that that is a dream sequence. I hope it is. I hope we get as little Jared Leto Joker as possible. Are you, you're looking this um, up, right? Yeah. Okay, so I have to say when he when he says the words "we live in a society," I don't know uh, if... what. No. <laughs> it's the so fuck? bad. It's so bad. The hell is wrong with this? It's honestly just Jared Leto putting on lipstick. It's not even the Joker anymore. It's just Jared Leto being Jared Leto. Oh, I hate all of this because now you're just really working at like, let's make Joker a hero. I guarantee there's less than five minutes of Joker. Yeah. And it's it's going to be the whole Suicide Squad thing all over again. Mm -hmm. Um, Just just leave him out of it. They shouldn't, the only, they shouldn't have put him in. The only thing that like would draw me to a Jared Leto, Leto Joker is... um. Did you ever read like the Injustice comics or like Kingdom Come or anything like that? I have not. So there's a version of like this world where Superman goes berserk. Um, and it's because Joker kills Lois Lane and Batman just go flies off the handle literally and figuratively and just just in like in a second snap joke snaps Joker's neck and him and Batman become at odds and everything like that. That's the only way I want Jared Leto's Joker to exist in this universe is if he kills Lois Lane and in turn Superman just beats the ever living piss out of him and kills him. Mm -hmm. The only instance I want him. Are you going to watch this the night it premieres? It's a four hour movie. Yes. Um, it's Are a you, Friday night. It's, it's a Thursday. So it's the Thursday night. It's a Thursday night premiere. And then okay. Friday morning is the premiere of... Falcon and Winter Soldier. 
I might not watch this until the Sunday after. Are you going over to AJ's to watch it? I we have not discussed yet. He will watch it that day, guaranteed. Um, I will have bowling that night. That's a better excuse than to go watch that movie. I so might I'm, I might stay up and watch it. It's four hours though. That's the tough part. I go to bed at nine thirty normally on any given night. Mm-hmm. That's it's gonna be aggressive to try and watch. I just don't. I don't know why they left it as a movie. Keep it as the four part mini series. It would have been so much better. Like unless you had to like shoehorn cliffhangers in there. Well, the it would have pro- been so much better as a four part episodic. I, I thing. agree. But As Zack Snyder, to this fucking movie. But Zack Snyder believes that it should be watched in one sitting because that's the true experience of what he's trying to convey. Is what he said. Why does Zack Snyder have to ruin everything? Okay, here's the thing. So we, the internet has asked for the Snyder cut for years. For these, for the few years that we've been here, he has no excuses anymore. If this thing sucks ass, mm-hmm. no excuses. The internet, yeah, it's. The internet can finally shut up about the Snyder cut once this finally comes out, but then we'll move on to the next thing. I part of me wants it to be good because I like DC and I like their characters, but part of me wants it to suck to stop all of this. Like, oh, I want my cut version. Like, mm-hmm. whoever the fuck did su- the original Suicide Squad that was absolute shit. David and Ayer. He's like, David Ayer is like, release the air cut. Mine was better than what the studio did. Shut up, David Ayer. You're an idiot. I just, if if it sucks, that whole like, oh, let's give the director a shot at what they really wanted. That all ends. That all ends. And we can't, and we can quit rewatching movies that were shit. So, but I want it to be good because I like <laughs> the characters. I like Batman's one of like my top three superheroes. He's probably one or two. And I just, I just want, them to have a good like a good staple and something good to start off on and they haven't like they've had such a hard time giving that to me i just i want it good but i want this all like my cut shit to be done if this movie sucks okay if i'm not gonna say i'm gonna give up on dc but if this movie sucks i'm on my last string because wonder woman 1984 blue ass Mm -hmm. this if this sucks I, I'm but we lo- have James Gunn's Suicide Squad to look we forward do. to. We do. And I'm also, I'm actually very much looking forward to the Flash movie. Mostly because Andy Muschietti is directing it. And Andy mm-hmm. Muschietti directed It Chapter 1 and It Chapter 2. So I feel like I have to like give it a chance. Right. For, for what it is. So Warner Bro- Warner Brothers executives have come forward. I don't know if this is them steering steering into the skid or not, but Warner Brothers mm-hmm. executives have come forward and said that they did not like the Joss Whedon cut. Um, they said that as soon as they saw his cut of the movie, they they knew they were doomed, but they had to release it. Is what they've said. Right. So I don't know if that's just... them steering into the skid or what's happening here. Right. Um, speaking of real quick to get off on another track, have you been following all this Joss Whedon stuff going on? Yeah. It's kind like, of involved with involved with this movie, but also like everybody else. Yeah. It's that's just not like good. That's just coming out that Joss Whedon's a piece of shit. It's not good, which really stinks because he set up 
I don't want to call him the Godfather, but he set up the event. I mean, he did Avengers one and part two. I mean, he mm-hmm. like did he do Age of Ultron? Yeah, he did one I, and two. Okay, so of like the ensemble movies, two is probably the worst. I and like I say Age worst. Of Ultron. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's the worst when you compare. Your four, your four like full Marvel cast movies. They're they're let's two. Let's call it five. Let's yep. call it five with Civil War in there. So yep. Avengers, Age of Ultron, Civil War, Endgame, and Infinity War. Age of Ultron is clearly the worst out of those movies. I get that, but at the same time, I think that's a product of Joss Whedon's writing because he made them try to be too cheeky. He tried to, especially Age of Ultron. He tried to make it way too humorous. There was a shift. There's a clear shift in the movies. I think when we hit Winter Soldier and <laughs> weird as and it the is, Russo brothers it was over. the Russo brothers. It's the Russo brothers takeover. Yep, there was a there was that shift because the Avengers, the first Avengers, was actually pretty cheeky if you if you recall. But, right, and it worked. But Age of Ultron just it was pun after pun after joke after joke. I love Age of Ultron. Don't get me wrong. But is it a good movie? No, no, it's not. Realistically, the writing it, the writing is cheeky. It's There's better. A... It's better for what it's set up than what it was than it was actually was of a movie. Absolutely. Uh, the The idea was there. It had great characters, great mm-hmm. characters. I think it it was it was just it was trying to be too much. But it could then because there was nothing mm-hmm. else like it. Right. And then all of a sudden Guardians of the Galaxy came. Those are the, okay, that's what's weird to me is that those two movies came out in the same exact year. Right. And Guardians was like a, Guardians was the better ensemble movie, clearly. Yeah. And, you know, I said Civil War was the true shift. It might be Guardians of the Galaxy is actually the true shift. Well, Civil War came out before Ultron. I thought Civil War was after Ultron. Civil War was before Ultron. Because Shield is because in Age of Ultron, Shield has been disbanded because of the events of Civil War. <clears throat> There's a bit in Civil War when they're in Sokovia, or not in, in in Civil War in Age of Ultron where they're in Sokovia and uh, Quicksilver. He goes, Quicksilver says something to the extent of like, "This is Shield," and Captain America goes. This is what Shield's supposed to be, and it's he's making references back to the fall of Shield. See, I thought or, Civil War was because of the effects of Sokovia, and that there wasn't like. Yes, so Civil War. Sorry, you said Winter Soldier was like the yes, was the yes, taper off. Yes, yes, yes. Winter Soldier was before. Winter Soldier was before Age yeah, of Ultron. Yes, you're right. And then there. Age of Ultron led to Civil War. Okay, yes, you're right. I was confused. Like, wait, Civil War was after fucking Ultron. Don't test me on Captain America. We got movies wrong. We we dumb boys. <laughs> okay, let's move on because we're we're going down a rabbit hole here. So again, with the Snyder cut here, this is a, a report according to Variety. According to Zack Snyder, his original cut of Justice League was to have Bruce Wayne fall in love with Lois Lane and them to be together. Okay. I, and the conflict, the conflict of it is that he had to resurrect Superman knowing that Lois was, would still be in love with him if he came back. Yep. Okay. 
I I think that would complicate the movie way too much. Right. And I so funny, funny that we're talking about this today, because last night on HBO Max, I watched a couple of a couple of the (laughs) um, I watched a couple of like the new 52 comic movies that DC did, like they did a full series of. And they had a couple, which was Death of Superman and Reign of Superman. Mm-hmm. And Death of Superman, he fight, he fights Darkseid and is killed. Um, and then in Reign of Superman, he comes back and defeats uh, Doomsday. Mm-hmm. I think I have those backwards. Anyway, um, but that's where you see. So in in the in between the two movies, or in Reign of Super Reign of the Supermen. Um, the original Superman who was dead, his body is taken to his uh, fortress of solitude, and he is reconstructed by the, like he's basically he's basically healed and rebuilt by the, um, the technology from his home planet, and that's where you get black suit Superman, mm. and I'm really excited for black suit Superman. He's but like, be, yeah, I mean, there's already been images shown of him in Justice League. I, I don't, was Black Suits yep. been in the trailer? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm excited for it. I want all of it. <laughs> um, but I don't, and it, and the reason I bring that up is like in in the original Justice League movie, there there felt like there was like a really weird, like convoluted way that they brought back Superman. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was because I only watched that shit pile movie once. Um but there was like a way there was a weird way they brought him back. Um, and I'm hoping they just kind of like they they ease that off a little bit and go more into story development. Mm-hmm. No, it'll be interesting to see how they do this. I know we've talked about this enough and I want to move on because I want to talk to you about WandaVision. Are you caught up completely? Like, are you like. Yes. 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 Um. Yeah, I get that you you had said that the first two episodes were a little tough. I loved the first two episodes. I liked the idea of it. It was weird. It kept me guessing. I had no idea what was happening. But as soon as that third episode hit, it was just, let's go. Like, let's just freaking go. And ever since then, every episode has just gotten better. Like, absolutely better. Like, there, like, there hasn't been a, a drop-off. And it's been great. And so I would I disagree in the fact that the first two episodes were rough. I I get like the I pay, I get paying homage to like those old TV shows because that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. She's trying to live the all American life, and you know for her and honestly for a lot of people, foreigners especially, like I feel like they get a lot of like the American life from TV and sitcoms and stuff like that because that's what they have access to, and. I get that that's what she's trying to do, but they were slow. And then thank God that they put those two, like they released both of them on the same day. And the ending of like two got a little weird. Mm -hmm. Like one was, if you want to turn, if you want to say like, there's a weird dial, one was like a level two weird. Two was maybe a level three or four. Episode three was like a five or six. And then they just fucking cranked it up after that. And I like that. I like how they they like I I told AJ that it was going to be a slow burn. Mm-hmm. I still think he's not into the show, oh, in so very good. into the show, but I think I think they're 
is a lot of potential. I think that's going to finish off really strong, uh, especially with just as recently as uh, Maria Rambo getting her, um, getting her powers and becoming, I think photon. her character photon. Thank you. I was going to say spectrum. Um, she's not on the spectrum, Nathan. No, she is not on the spectrum, <laughs> but do you know what she is? Thick. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I love, 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 love the show. And I even got Kaylee into the show. Like she really actually likes it now because it was that slow burn, but it picked up the moment that it really shifted was when they have, it's the seventies episode. It's like the Brady bunch episode Mm -hmm. where Monica Rambo is talking to her and she's like, didn't your brother die from Ultron? And then the aspect ratio actually lifts up. And I love how that happens in during the Mm -hmm. series. And they just the the camera work, the framework of everything of everything how everything is working, is just it's it's blowing my mind that they're able to pull this off. And this wasn't supposed to be the first Disney Plus show for Marvel that was supposed to come out. I believe it was supposed to be Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come out last fall. Yeah, and like I think it's a benefit that this came out first because we didn't know what to expect, and this. I think if this would have came out second or third, I think this might have like lost a lot of people. But the fact that this is the only thing going on right now is just a phenomenon. Like it's not Mandalorian level phenomenon, mm-hmm. but it's pretty freaking close because the last episode of Dis- of uh, WandaVision actually crashed Disney Plus because so many people are trying to watch it at the same time. Oh no shit! Yeah, so there was about an hour period of like it was like midday last Friday that it actually crashed for about an hour. Okay. Yeah. And it, and that's just it. Like it shows the strength that they've like, they really took the time in those first few episodes to really develop your characters and get you invested into them. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, they really, they created, um, like I said, they just created a ton of draw to where people are like, I need to see this the second it comes out. It's that water cooler talk at work. Like if you missed it, you are kind of like, it's funny to think like nerd culture. You're weird. If you don't watch nerd culture, you are the nerd. If you don't catch up on this, like nerd culture has become mainstream and it started with game of Thrones. It's so like odd and I love it. Because I can be weird at work and finally talk about this stuff, and it's normal. <laughs> it's it's great. Um, you don't have to you don't have to hide behind your mask anymore. I hide behind my mask because of my nasty mustache, but <laughs> not my metaphorical mask of like what I like to watch. I would have um, cared who I was before I put on the mask. <laughs> I, the last thing I just want to talk about WandaVision before we jump into review is how good is Catherine Hahn? Catherine Hahn's incredible. She's amazing. I was so excited when she got cast in this. She is if she if you want to put actresses on a list of like underrated actresses, she is on that list. She's one of the funniest parts of Step Brothers. She's one of the only good parts of uh, the Goods. I I was about to say I forgot that she was in the Goods. Yeah. So and, like she had that weird time and like after Step Brothers, I think she did the goods and then she just didn't do anything for a while. It seemed like she just did small stuff. I mean, she's even she's an anchor man. Yeah. She's in like she's just in small supporting roles. And I'm just for her. I'm so happy. Like she's finally getting recognition because oh, she's so she good. is an incredible actress. Um, And I think I think this is really going to like just 
I don't want to say jumpstart her career because she's had a good career a great coming career. up to this, but she's going to become more of a household name now. And I'm super excited for that. For sure. Um, do you have anything, anything, any closing thoughts before we jump into our review? Um, I did like I said, I didn't have a lot of movie news because a, because we could have done two hours of movie news because we haven't recorded in a while. And B, because I really want to just make up a fucking bunch of fake stuff. But then I didn't because I worked today. Um, so just entertainment news. Uh, since we recorded last, there have been a couple of deaths. One of Larry King, the other Cloris Leachman. Um, Frau Brua, if you will. Yep. Um, she, Cloris, I mean, both incredible careers. Cloris Leachman has been active in the in the Hollywood since like, the 40s 50s maybe like she's been in the hollywood for decades and she was you know she was a raunchier actress and that's kind of where she found her zone um especially in like beer fests and stuff like that but Mm. fun actress incredible um so i'm sad to see her go uh she was so 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 good to watch um the other being and then the other one is of course larry king passed away uh you know just the face of you know, one of the one of the voices that you always knew and you always saw him doing interviews. Um, recently, there I you'll have to look it up, but he did an interview with Danny Pudi, uh, who plays Abed on Community, mm-hmm. and uh, he's talking to him. And he's like, "What are some luxuries you can't live without?" And Danny's like, um, "You know, I like a good pair of socks. I run a lot, so a good pair. You know, socks are really important to me. Um, coffee. You know, one of those things I just can't live without." He's like, I'm talking luxuries, like, you know, real like big things. And Danny's like, after like a couple other things and them going back and forth, he's like, what do you give me an example of luxury? And he's like, and Stephen King or uh, uh, King's like a private jet. And Danny, but he's like, I, I do a voice on ducktails. It, that's so good yeah no that's tough like if i think of voices that i've known like from a kid like it's like alex trebek r.i.p larry king r.i.p and then freaking uh casey Kasem. like three like just most recognizable voices that i can think of like just mm-hmm. even, like I, I didn't watch like larry king like on purpose but like you knew who larry right. king was right larry king was like part of the, he was like a version a vision of like the site guys yeah you just knew who he was so yeah big rip to him uh cloris leachman like you said just actress frau bluka from young frankenstein probably one of the funniest fucking movies in the world every time they say frau bluka the horse is like just like they'll freak out (laughs) that's yeah she's in so much stuff she's in been in some of the funniest movies ever it's just it it's tough to see and it feels like it's happening more and more lately, but it's just because like mm-hmm. we are so like immersed in like who's who's who of today, mm-hmm. and it's just it happens like these people. It just it it's ever since last March. It just because there's like this overhanging cloud of like dread. It just feels like everybody is just going. I think it hits like, hard. Everybody because, who you've been waiting for is yeah. just going. We don't have a lot and, to look and, towards right now. So anytime someone mm-hmm. goes, it hits worse for us. Right. Well, and I'm sure it also hits harder because again, people are spending time at home. So they're watching more movies. They're watching old TV mm-hmm. and they're watching these people who, you know, who made were part of making Hollywood what it is. And they're, 
and they're all going from like when it started last year when Reiner passed away mm-hmm. and just to Alex Trebek and you know these two recently ones. Um, Larry King, I want to say, probably pulled off one of the most incredible moves of all time uh, <laughs> when he passed away. Yep. Did you read about this? I sure did read about this, but go ahead. Oh, man. So uh, Larry King, I just I don't know where to I don't know where to stack this move. But Larry King, before he passed away, he adjusted his will on a bar napkin on a bar napkin, a handwritten note that he took in and then got notarized. So Larry King did not give his eighth wife a dime. He said, 100% of my estate goes to my children. Uh, And he even cited the fact that she had cheated on him multiple times in their marital bed. Especially now, mostly with like the kid's soccer coach, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, soccer, T-ball, Little League coach, whatever. And I mean, again, guy's been married eight times. Fidelity is not something new to him, but he just absolutely just threw a curveball at her. And again, (laughs) she's going to be fine. Oh, yeah. She will be fine. Don't get me wrong. But for him to just be like, my kids get everything. That's a power and move. That is a power move. And he he signed off with one of the greatest uh, with like the greatest move of all time. Yeah. The only the only way he could have gone out better was like a video of himself saying I'm Larry King and just like his like sign off. Like, mm-hmm. God, that guy was awesome. All right. So, yeah, I just need I needed to bring those up. You ready? Let's do this. All right. So this week we're reviewing Idiocracy, um, released in 2006, directed by Mike Judge, written by Mike Judge, starring Luke Wilson, not Owen Wilson, but Luke Wilson, Maya Mm -hmm. Rudolph, Dak Shepard, synopsis here, Private Joe Bowers, the definition of average American, is selected by the Pentagon to be the guinea pig for a top secret hibernation program. Forgotten, he awakes five centuries in the future. He discovers a society so incredibly dumbed down that he's easily the most intelligent person alive. This movie, this movie is incredibly average. It's so average. It's, I'm, I was it's worried, Mike judges. It's it's Mike judges worst property. I was worried that you and I were going to have. I think our scores are going to be decently far apart. But I remember mm-hmm. this movie being a lot funnier when I was 18 years old. Yep. And it, it, of course, it was because the biggest joke in this entire movie is um, like the biggest laugh. And I still got the biggest laugh of it watching it as a 26 year old. But like the funniest thing to me was when they make fun of him and call him a faggot for reading. Like, <laughs> like it just it it's brought out that stupid humor to me. It's nothing but but dumb poop humor, poop humor. It's, you know, some of the things are funny where it's like. Uh, they go Costco's become like this huge city mm-hmm. on its own. Mm-hmm. Like there were things that were funny, but like, oh, this movie's it's it's has its moments, but it's rough to watch. Uh, when was the last time I, you watched this movie before we watched it for this review? Five or six years ago. So how did you? You were the one who wanted to do this one. Mm-hmm. What what made like? Let me g- give me the thought process behind why why idiocracy. Um, because Reddit was going crazy. Okay. Um, and I kept seeing pictures of Terry Crews from when he was president Camacho. And I think he redonned the president Camacho, uh, gear for like an ad campaign of some sort. Mm-hmm. 
So that's what made me want to do the movie. Okay, that makes sense. Like I said, I haven't watched this movie since at least 10 years. So, like, I was waiting for, like, funny. I was waiting to laugh again. I don't think I laughed in this movie until the last 20 minutes. And that was, at, yeah. like, the the uh, like the, the demolition derby scenes. Yeah. Like, that oh, was the other, genuinely the other probably th- the funniest part of the movie was, was the end. Yes. The other thing that makes me laugh, there's a couple things. One is the... Um, the whole electrolytes bit where he's like trying to figure out why plants don't grow mm-hmm. and they're like we put Brando on the water and he's like but why he's like it got what plants crave it's got electrolytes he's like but what are electrolytes Brando's got electrolytes like this it's like this fight around the table of like he's trying to explain to them that the plants need water and they're trying to feed it a energy drink and it's that part makes me laugh and I was trying to Part of the reason I thought about this movie is we were at work the other day and I was um, I was commenting on like I was commenting on people selling. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when they're like, oh, it's got why? Why should I buy this over this? And it's like, it's got this. Well, why do I want this? Because it is. Well, but like, what is it? Like, I don't I right. Don't, I'm just, you exactly. want it. Right. Um, he doesn't listen to the pod. So I'm just going to say Brett. When he's telling me about like um, the new Callaway drivers, he's like, it's got AI in it. But what? No, it doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't have artificial intelligence in the driver. No, but it's it's got it. No, it doesn't. It's it's wildly different. It's wildly different. (laughs) I was telling somebody about this, that bit in the movie, and that's what made me think about it. And... I just I started thinking about the movie and um but that part makes me laugh the her painting uh Rita's painting at the end of the movie makes me laugh cuz he's like she's like oh I'm an artist to t- to not tell him not tell uh Joe that she's a prostitute and that's what was weird to me is in the movie like in normally in a movie you have act 1 is setting up everything act 2 there's conflict act 3 is the you know like re- resolution of conflict there was mm-hmm. conflict, but there wasn't conflict between him and Rita ever. Like she never, no. she never divulged to him that she is a prostitute. She never said Mm-mm. that she actually isn't an artist. Like he's never figured that out and they still fell in love. So that was just kind of odd. Also, this movie is only an hour and 24 minutes, but it felt like a lot longer because I was yeah. waiting for, the, I was waiting for a joke. Yep. This movie drags. Um, I think, when you're talking about conflict, I don't think, and it's, and like you said, it's weird because there's no conflict between the two main characters, but there's conflict between your main characters and your subsidiary characters. Correct. Um, I will say, I think Terry Crews is my favorite part of this movie. I will give him credit there. Like that was funny. Like him playing the president was funny. Dak Shepard just played Dak Shepard. He, he just, it, it was, it was, <laughs> Yeah, it just was so. It was it was way stupider than Mike Judge is, and that's my problem with this movie. Is, uh, granted, Beavis and Butthead is not always smart humor, but it's, it's so very... dumb that it's smart. Like it's smartly, it's, it's like it's like the Futurama writers writing Fry. He is so right. dumb, but they write it so smart. Right. You know what I mean? Like there was just eh. no, there was no like redeeming 
part of this movie for me until like the last 20 minutes. Like I think I finally, right. I don't know if it was a pity laugh at the end or if there was something that genuinely funny that happened, but it wasn't until like the last part of the movie that I was like, Oh, that was funny. Like there was a couple. It's a, it's very much a, you have to turn off your brain and watch this movie thing. Cause like, again, it's, it's the poop humor. It's the fact that his recliner is a, is a toilet. It's when the, I think of turn off my brain humor, I think of Step Brothers. You know, I think of I think of Anchorman, like you turn off your brain for a minute and just let it happen or like I don't know. I I was see, so disappointed with both in this those movie. movies I give like with with Anchorman I give more credit because Adam McKay is just like Adam McKay's always got something up his sleeve, right? Yeah. Um so I think like there's more going on with Ang- I think there's more going on with Anchorman. I think there's more going on with Step Brothers because of Adam McKay's involvement. This is literally like you could play it in the background. You'll come and look at it and a couple things will make you laugh. Like like I said, you, it might be pity laughs. I this like I said, him having his toilet being part of the recliner gave me a little bit of a chuckle. When they go to the time machine and it's an amusement ride and all the dinosaurs are dressed up as historical figures. That made me laugh. I'm not going to lie. But it's just, it, like I said, it's like, it's Mike Judge's, it's one of Mike Judge's worst problems. I love, and you and I both love Mike Judge. I love Mike Judge. Mm-hmm. I think the funniest part of this movie was you explaining the parts of the movie to me. Because I think you explained them to me in a funnier way than the movie actually portrays them to me, which is sad. Right. Because Office, just, Space, yeah. Office Space is such a pure comedic movie so good it's so good king of the hill is one of the funniest shows i've ever watched in my life and it this Mm -hmm. i'm i'm reaching out to all eight of our listeners right now please (laughs) give king of the hill a chance if my wife will watch king of the hill and laugh at it you can too and trust me there's gold in there gold actual gold yeah i just can't this movie was bad. If I have, I, I didn't want to do cheers and jeers because my only cheer is probably Terry Crews. Oh, Terry Crews is so good. I did. You know, it's, it's that part of things that made me laugh or things I did like about that movie. It's the whole like Leo meme where he's like pointing at the TV when he points at himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of things that made me do that. One was Steven Root who plays, who voices Bill on King of the Hill. He was the judge who had the oversized and or gavel. And that did make me laugh a little bit. The Brando scene. Um, and then also like one of the, one of the secretaries, I can't, I think it was a secretary, not of education, the secretary of state, sec- state or defense or something. One of them, he voiced Jimmy in King of the Hill. So yes. it's like, it's some of the actors that you recognize their voice and you recognize who they are. He was also and Michael like, Bolton in, in office space. Yes. So you recognize like those people and it's like, oh shit, I know who that is. And that, that brings some laughter that brings some funny things to me because then I just hear that voice and I hear like, instead I of know him that talking, voice. right. Instead of him just talking or doing his lines, all I hear is Jimmy from King of the Hill. Right. So that's where I got some like fun and some humor from it, but like just structurally it's a mess. The storytelling is bad. The narration is kind of all over the place. It doesn't, none of it makes sense. Right. Like it feels like it, out of it, order almost too. Right. Like. 
Well, and it points out some it points out some things in the movie where like it points out some things that are and do go on in in our country or in our like society where like oh instead of dealing with the dust bowl and the food crisis they're going to worry about boner pills and then they have the monkey wearing boxer shorts that has and then it shows the monkey having a boner with the boxer shorts being lifted up like it does things like that where it's like oh okay yeah well we spend more money on researching um sex drugs than we do uh getting you know having usable food and stuff like that and you know, it points out some of those things, but at the same time, like it also just takes those things and just runs with it in a way that we know would never happen. This movie felt like when I was watching it, it felt like it was trying to be like a basketball or an airplane yeah. or, yep. or like the way it was shot and the way that they did like set up shots and set up scenes. Like it felt like it was trying to be like the naked gun. It tried to be like yep. basketball, like, it just what didn't have that like. It was trying to be a farce. Yeah, it was trying to be a farce, but it was trying to be too smart. Without being a farce, yes, it was trying to be a farce without it. And I just, I wanted to like the movie. I wanted to like I, it too because I remember when I liking first saw it. this movie. I hated it, and I would watch clips every now and then. I'm like, okay, that's good. And it's one of those things where like. You watch a trailer for the movie, they give you all the jokes in the trailer, and then the mm. the whole movie just isn't good. That's this movie. This is the most, like, 2000s movie of, like, 2000s subpar, like, B-comedy movie that exists. And this movie came out in 2006. This felt like a 2001 movie. This felt like a way earlier 2000 movie. The animation how... was bad. It was like, not any, good. Anything they had the CGI was bad. I don't know. I, 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 I was concerned that you and I are going to have really different scores here, but I think we're going to be a lot closer than I think. I don't have cheers. I have jeers. And I think I would give you all the jeers. Um, jeers. Uh, Luke Wilson wasn't good in this. Not good. I think, I think, uh, for Luke Wilson, he peaked with, uh, old school and he wasn't even like the driving factor in old school. He just happened uh, to be a part of the team. Like, right. He was like Sean Livingston on the, on the Warriors basketball teams that won. Cause it was Steph Curry. It was Clay Thompson. It was Andre Iguodala. And dare I say Draymond Green. But Sean Livingston mm-hmm. was also a starter on that team. And he has a ring. He has multiple rings. But not because he played that right. well. You know, he was Steve, he was Steve Kerr playing for the Bulls. Yeah. That's what it was. Like, he just happened to be on a winning team. Like, he got lucky because Vince mm. Vaughn and Will Ferrell carried that movie. Oh, for sure. Even Sean William Scott was funnier in that movie than. And he was in that movie for a minute. Yeah. But was he awesome. was even he was even better. Like, God, I like I I want to like Luke Wilson, but I can't. Um, f- he's like like Jerry like, again, old school talking Jeremy Piven. Same thing like. Jeremy Piven was even maybe a little bit better in that movie than um, than Luke Wilson, and I'm not a Jeremy Piven fan. The only movie I can remember of Luke Wilson where I actually enjoyed him was in, and you're going to laugh at me for saying this, was uh, Legally Blonde. Okay. So he was actually kind of funny in that movie. He didn't do too much. He didn't do too little. He was just right. He didn't, he didn't have to reach out of his zone to do it. Yeah, he's clearly the worst Wilson brother. Oh, well... Worst of two. Worst of three. We'll throw Russell Wilson in there. 
That was funny. I appreciated that. Um, yeah, I I say Russ or <laughs> Luke Wilson was a big jeer of mine. He just again he doesn't have the he doesn't have the acting ability he was to carry lackluster. that team. He is very lackluster. He's boring. I mean, he was kind of made to be a boring character. He's the but he was a Joe, yeah. boring character. And man, I just the way people were dumbed down. Justin Long's character, I wanted more out of. Right. Um. Just knowing that none of that could like again, it's a comedy. It's a movie. None of it is like has potential to happen. But just knowing like how far and dumb that went, uh, big jeer for me. Uh, like the best movie being or the best t- most watched TV show being out to my balls and as a guy getting kicked constantly. And they they sh- they did it way too much. Like it was funny. Like it was kind of funny the first time, but like they just mm-hmm. kept doing it. Like yeah. they just kept upping it. Yeah, the it's movie just didn't age well at all. Oh god, that's, no. That's funny in like the jackass culture. That's funny as like at the time. And again, there's things that I'll say made me laugh. Um, him being in court and him being represented by uh, Dak Shepard's character and then Dak Shepard's character turning on him mm-hmm. while they're in court made me laugh. Again, like you explaining that was funnier than the actual movie happening to me. Right. It's it's tough. Let's score this movie. <laughs> you want me to score it? Mm-hmm. I tell Kaylee all the time when we're watching movies, I have a barometer. So, like, it, as it goes up, like, at, during the movie, you could ask me, hey, what's it at? And I'll tell you where it's at. This mm-hmm. movie never peaked above a 25 for me. Okay. So, I'm going to give it a 22 because I'm pissed. Okay. I don't want to give it anything higher. I'm mad. 22. So, we are, so we are going to have wildly different scores. That's fine. Because, again, there were some, there were just some things that didn't make me laugh. And it was the absurdity of it. It was the stupidity of it. It was the dumb brain that made me laugh. I'm going to give this a 55. Okay. That's fine. I think I'm more excited to talk about our, I'm more excited to draft our comedy movies than I was to talk about this movie. Fair. Because this is going to be fun. This is going to be tough because the two thousands had some of the best, 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 best comedies. So to close out this movie, we weren't fans. You 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 gave it an average score because you you found humor in it. I did not. Like right. like I said, like right. the last twenty minutes of the movie, I found funny, and maybe that's why I get only gave it twenty two points was because the last twenty minutes was just fine. But so let's move into our last segment here, and that's um we're gonna draft our our our, our top comedy movies of the two thousands. Um, as a gentleman that I am, I'll let you be the number one pick. Okay. Um, well, obviously, we'll just go you, me, you, me, you, me. Um, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead with the draft. Whew. This lot, is, lot yeah. Riding, Think about what you're doing here. here. I'm going to go. I'm going to start with Anchorman. God damn it. Yep. That's good. Anchorman just. It's such a quotable movie. It's something that this came out in what? 2006. So we're talking 14 years later is is hilarious the actors the the cast in that movie was incredible the one-liners the the i you know as well as i am i'm a big fan of like little moments like those little like throwaway lines even those were great again talk about katherine hahn she was in that movie um 
I think it did something well. I think it was a good spot for like Christina Applegate's career. Uh, Will Ferrell, Adam McKay, again, everybody involved. Uh, Anchorman's it's, it's the best comedy of the two thousands for me. Okay. So my number one pick is gonna be super bad. Um, okay. I can't it's not, good. I had oh. to take it because oh. if I, if I waited one more round, I think it'd have been gone. Yep. Uh, super sure was. Bad. Super bad is probably one of the most rewatchable movies for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. It has every line in that movie makes me laugh. There is not a line in that movie that doesn't make me laugh. And there is definitely a couple, it, it definitely gets down a little bit, but that's because of the conflict. Like, you know, like you have to have conflict to have resolution. Even right. during conflict, it's so fucking funny. Like this movie, I can watch this movie back to back and laugh. And I have. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when right. this movie, I got this movie for Christmas in 2000, like late 2007, late 2008. I got it for Christmas and me and my buddy, uh, Mark, you know, we watched this movie on DVD and we laughed so hard that we literally restarted it and watched it again and laughed again. Okay. So that was my, that's my number one pick. What's your number two pick? I'm going to stick with Will Ferrell. Mm -hmm. I'm going to add Vince Vaughn to that. God damn it. And we're going to go old school. Yep. That's a good pick. Again, uh, we talk about the cast. You talk about like even 20 again, that movie came out in 2002. So 18 years later, I mean, it's still like it's still such a memeable movie The it's funny. It has great lines to it. It doesn't date itself horribly. Like there's parts, of course, that movie that date itself, but it doesn't do it terribly. I thought I think it's one of my favorite movies um, from Will Ferrell. And like I said, it's just it's a great 2000s comedy. I love it. I'm going to go towards I'm going to go towards the back half of of 09. And this came out in the summer of 09, so I'm really cutting it close here. I have to go with The Hangover. The okay. Hangover when I when I saw that movie in theaters, I cannot tell I've never laughed so hard in a movie that I did <laughs> the first time I saw The Hangover. Right. And it's still like the the original Hangover still holds up so well for me. Just the jokes, the setups, everything about it still great. Still Perfect. great. Okay, so Nathan, what's your what's your third pick then? Uh, so my third pick, I I I'm seeing that I have a weird chain of characters, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm gonna go Wedding Crashers. That's yep. Uh, Wedding Crashers is one of those movies that it I feel like it's peak uh, Vince Vaughn. If he didn't, if I feel like it's either this or old school, which I already took two. Um, it's. Old, or Vince Vaughn, one of the, it's one of his best movies. Him and Owen Wilson work really well off each other, and it's why they got a bunch of spinoff movies together. You get you get uh, uh, early Rachel McAdams, you get an early Isla Fisher, you get an early, um, uh, fuck, blanking on his name now, but you get you just got a, a good solid cast in that one. It was fun, it was enjoyable. The idea behind it probably wouldn't fly anymore. But I think it's just a it's a good movie. The fu- the Will Ferrell bit um, making a little cameo. I I enjoy that movie a lot. It's one that, again, like you talk about, you can sit down and watch and rewatch. That's one of them. Absolutely. No, I love that movie. That was actually when we were going to do it, just a top five. Originally, that was in my top five. So sure. I'm glad that we got to I'm glad you got it. 
I'm not glad actually. I was pretty pissed when I <laughs> used that. Um, if I don't take this now, I'm gonna I'm gonna be pissed because I think you're gonna take it sooner than later, or you might not even think about it. I'm gonna take Wet Hot American Summer as my third pick. I okay. have to take it because I need it in my top five. Um, I love this movie so 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 much. I think it is truly like I've I said it already that what did I say that. The Hangover is probably one of the funniest movies I've seen ever. I think I think White Hot American Summer is probably joke for joke, probably my favorite comedy of the two thousands. But Ooh, I knew it was okay. a val- I knew I knew That's... I knew I'd be able to take it a little bit later, so I had to take like the bigger ones. But joke for joke, I think White Hot American Summer is up there. Opinions aside, that's. I, I it's a hot take. I love, it's a hot it's take. It's a hot take. I love it. It's a hot take. I love what <laughs> Hot American Summer, don't get me wrong, but it is a, that's a reach for, in my opinion. I, I get what you, I get you wanting to want it, mm-hmm. but like, I had to have it. I feel like drafting what Hot American Summer third in this draft is. I was worried you were going to take it at some point from me because it says you, bad, you, you knew that I wanted it. I didn't. Uh, it's as bad as Pittsburgh taking Artie Burns in the first round. <sighs> don't not, do not even compare it to that. That's a reach. I'm upset right now. This is a fight. <laughs> Good. <laughs> What's your fourth pick? Uh, so number four, I'm gonna have to go Step Brothers. Yep. I mean, it's you're it's, on, you're it's on, you're on a roll here. I'm on a roll. It's it's the same actors. It's the same type of comedy, but. Step Brothers is incredible. John C. Riley, so underrated. Um, and like the music is so good in that movie. Like I was uh when Jess and I were traveling this weekend, we went we we listened to a lot of like oldies music, and the Hollow Notes song came on that they do that they started doing karate in the garage to, and that scene immediately started in my brain. You're All I could my see was John true right all i could imagine was john c Riley and will ferrell cutting pumpkins and punching pumpkins yep. in the garage yep. because they're doing karate God, it is a great movie that is the product of i forgot give, to ask do you like guacamole give funny people a bunch of money to make a movie and they'll just make a movie right it's one of the it's like i think adam mckay because i think that's another adam mckay one it is 100 um, adam mckay movie he has a really good he he does a really good job of just finding people who can riff mm-hmm. and then he's like Go, 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 take go, it, go, go, go be in this scene. Here's a, here's a, here's an outline for what I want to happen. But if you make something else happen because of it, let's go. Right. I don't think yep. there was truly a plot for that movie until they made it a plot. Right. I think the plot for the movie was just two 40 year old men become stepbrothers. That was it. Yeah. Yep. And it worked. I mean, it's as, it's as easy as like they're, you know, like you always hear the pitch of, um, for Talladega Nights mm-hmm. was okay. Will Ferrell is a race car driver. We're sold. Sold. Like it's it seems that easy. All right. That was your fourth pick. That was my fourth pick. So my fourth pick is going to be Tropic Thunder. Again. Oh fuck you. Joke for joke. One oh. of the strongest comedies of the two thousands. Was that your next pick? <sighs> no, was- I'm mad at myself for forgetting about it. I was, that's a value pick. That's what we call a value pick. That's a Tom that's, Brady pick. That's a value pick. That's a yeah. That's a Tom Brady. That's a late late round. Oof. I'm gonna fuck up your life kind of pick. That's good. Yep. Joke for joke. Again, like I said, one of the funniest movies of the 2000s. 
doesn't have a doesn't have a slow moment in that movie for me. I, I still can't believe that Robert Downey Jr. got nominated for an Oscar <laughs> for that movie. It that's such like it's almost a joke in itself. It's oh, I hate I hate myself. I can't I can't believe I forgot about Tropic Thunder. I have it. It's mine. <sighs> You're that's good. What's your last pick? Okay, last. I think you're going to be... Okay. I'm not going to say anything. Go ahead. Okay. I've been on a roll with a lot of the same characters. I, th- I think you're, you're too focused. You're too focused on a position. You're just... <laughs> you, have your, you have your eyes locked on what you want to do with your offense. You need defense, Nathan. <laughs> Pick correctly. Devin Bush is still out there. <laughs> Devin Bush is still out there. Okay. I'm I'm split between two movies right now. And I think both are underrated. Okay. And I think both are I think I think underrated and I think both are a little forgotten or forgotten about. Mm-hmm. I am going to take The suspense is killing me. Hot Rod. Oh, I, I somehow I knew that was gonna happen. That's fine. You can have it. I didn't want it. Fucking. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want. I didn't I, even want her anyway. That, I don't, I don't want her anyway. That's just shit. ugly. I don't care. <laughs> it's it like was me. either it's Hot like Rod. Me. It was either Hot Rod or Zoolander. And both good picks. Yeah. I, I again. I wanted. I wanted to try and match your value pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Shaun of the Dead was also very much on that list. No, absolutely. Um, but I love Hot Rod. I know you. And Hot Rod Hot Rod came into my life at a very at like an age at like I was 13 when Hot Rod came out. I mean, I was at that age where it's like I was that type of comedy was so impressionable on me mm-hmm. and it developed like a lot of the stupid humor I have. It hit all the stupid stupid humor points for me and I love Hot Rod. I I know I've said this to you before that I've always disliked Hot Rod, but I think I, I, I think I divulged a, a secret to you. I don't divulge is not the correct word I want to use. I, I gave you a secret not long ago that I said that I rewatched Hot Rod and I thought it was actually funny. I just didn't want to tell you. You didn't you didn't want to like Hot Rod because of Brett. That's fair. <laughs> That's 100 percent true. I I think we all I think we all have that one thing that like we know somebody really likes and we also like it, but we don't want to like it because we don't want to give them like the satisfaction of knowing it. And I think that's mm-hmm. the one for me. Like, yep. I don't, I don't I know. Hear you. I, you know what I mean? I don't know. Whatever. So my last pick is <laughs> shot of the dead because ah, yep. it just blends. I don't even call it horror. Cause it, it really isn't, like a, a scary movie by any means, but like, it's, it's just such a funny movie. And it, it was, it came out in the 2004 era. And like you said, you were 13 when hot rod came out. I was 14 when Shaun of the dead came out. I, this movie is so funny for me. And this like how much I love horror movies and the way it made, like I was used to the scary movies that like made horror movies really dumb. Right. And then there was Shot of the Dead who like leaned into it and just let it happen. And that made it so funny for me. I loved it. It was so good. The jokes are great. 
everyone in that movie is so good. So I I had a little bit of Shaun of the Dead pop up for me the other day. So I've been reading Ready Player Two. How do you like it? It got really good. Like it it had like a really strong like oh my god moment. Mm-hmm. And it's tapered off a bit. Okay. And it's just really hitting the like I think it's because they're trying they're already working on like a second movie for it and I think that mm-hmm. was the plan when he started writing it. Yeah, he he's really it quick. He's really hitting hard on like the Robert Downey Jr's involved and Molly Ringwald's involved and um like everything and but anyhow it's it's so it's still a good book and I'm hoping to finish it soon. Okay. But I'll have to, I'll have to start it cuz I I haven't started. I actually forgot that it was out to be honest with you. So remember so do you remember you've watched Ready Player 1? I love Ready Player 1. And I've read and it. And the actor um cuz I'm terrible at names when I need to. Ty Sheridan. No. The actor who plays Og plays stars in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, uh, uh fucking Simon Pegg. <laughs> yes, Simon Pegg. His character, like a lot of it, reverts back to when they're teenagers. Yep. And there's a bit where Simon Pegg is in uh, Kira, who is like his future wife. Correct. Yeah. He's in her. He's in his in her house in England. Mm-hmm. Um holding back her father her stepfather with a cricket bat and it made me think of shot of the dead <laughs> it's it's so good like the bits in it are so funny right and it's it, you know british humor is supposed to be like this so dry and so dull thing but shot of the dead was not dull at all like mm. it, it it opened the door for different british comedy and it opened the door so like simon Pegg and edgar Wright went on to do three fantastic movies between mm-hmm. that hot fuzz and then the world's end. And then Edgar right. Wright has now gone on to do Scott Pugger versus the world. Uh, he was supposed to do Ant-Man, but left because of creative differences. But now he's making a, a psychological horror movie called uh, last night in Soho, which was supposed to be out last like October. And we still right. haven't even seen a trailer for it. And it's supposed to be coming out right. soon. And I'm, it's been such like a intriguing idea of a movie that I'm so excited for it. But I, I, yeah, I hear so, you. Uh, you uh, what a, did you have for extras? For extras, yeah, I had a couple honorable mentions here. So okay. you drafted everything I had. Literally okay. everything I had, either on my honorable <laughs> mentions list or not. Um, the sure. other ones I had were waiting. Um, okay. I loved waiting. It's a product of its time. It doesn't. It doesn't age very well, but like no. I still connect with it. Age is terrible. It doesn't age very well. Um, one that I think actually ages okay was accepted, because it didn't like. Okay. It didn't do anything like crazy, mm-hmm. which why it's an honorable mention for me, but it also wasn't bad. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, those are the two that weren't drafted that were in my, in okay. my honorable mentions. Uh, I would say in my honorable mentions, uh, one that was not drafted was team America world police. <sighs> this is Matt good movie. Stone, Trey Parker. Yeah, Again, that's another good. one I haven't watched in a long time. That's but I think I would movie. laugh my ass off. During. Oh my god, it would it would make me laugh really really hard. Still, just the dumb shit that they do in that movie just gets me. Right. Um, I'd have to put dodgeball in my honorable mentions, yep. and probably I mentioned it a little bit already, but Talladega Nights. Yeah, I would hit my honorable mentions. I'm surprised you didn't take that one because you were on a tear with Pharaoh. I like 
Will Ferrell just had such a fucking run. He did mid two thousands. The other guys is a number one that another one that has to be on my honorable honorable mentions list. I love the other guys. I I found myself rewatching the other because we did obviously the other guys podcast. I I found myself mm-hmm. rewatching it, and dare I say that it's probably top two three funniest Will Ferrell movies for me. Interesting. Okay. But think about it though. Like the jokes in it are too like, it's not a shut your brain off movie. Mm-hmm. It's not. No, you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention as much as, as much as every other Will Ferrell comedy is because they're so loud and in your face. This is the opposite. And that's what I like so much about it is because you have to be in, like you, you have to be like right eye level with it to catch some of the jokes. Yeah. And Michael Keaton is so good in it. And I know we've talked about this. I don't want to repeat things we talked about, but it happens. Holy shit, that movie is so funny. I love it. I love it so much. Do you not think it's a top three Will Ferrell movie? Okay, like like upper echelon tier. So like let's say like A, B, C tiers. A is obviously okay. Anchorman, mm-hmm. Step Brothers, other guys. B do you not put old school in a, a level? I think old school is Will Ferrell. Interest? No. How powerful Anchorman and Step Brothers were for me? I mean, a lot of people will probably swap out other guys and 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 old school. I just. I think the jokes. I feel like up. I have. Go ahead. I'm having a hard time with this. I'm not gonna lie. I. I just want all of Will Ferrell's pre uh, like the last t- five, six years. I just want all of his movies in the same level, but I would say his top three movies, I would say Anchorman old school. And I have to take Step Brothers because I drafted it mm-hmm. ahead of the other guys. I just have to, but like, I love the other guys so much. Mm-hmm. And it's because I don't know if it's because, I mean, there's so much going on, and one of the things that was really good about Will Ferrell in that movie is he's just a different character than he's played in any of the other ones. He's still outrageous, and he's still so much fun, but he's so different than, like, all the other, like, confident and, like, kind of dickish in your characters. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, like, he's still in your face, but he's not, like, he just, like, he comes off it as, like, super super nice guy which he doesn't do in all of his movies and it's <sighs> i hate this i hate this um the other one another again we talked about it a couple weeks ago love this movie so much but forgetting sarah marshall has to be on my honorable mention i actually forgot about that but it it wouldn't have made my draft though no it's and again i, I kind of went off of what i think is the best versus what I like the most. I went off of, there was a couple, like, obviously there was went out American summer for me was a pick of like, that was my, that was my heart pick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was like, that was me going out and picking what I like, what I wanted. The other picks mm-hmm. were, yeah, like genuinely were like what I thought was the best, but forgetting, Sarah, Sarah, forgetting Sarah Marshall is like that comfort pick. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what you're For getting. Sure. It's yep. not going to outperform. Right. But it's not going to let you down. But it's this is a movie that's going to get six man of the year. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's the, uh, that's a good, yeah. That's no, that's a good way to put it. it it's the, it, it wins the sixth man of the year award every year or at least this, five of it, its 10 this, years in the league. That, that movie is Justin Tucker. He's does all reliable, he's super reliable, all reliable he's clutch, but he's not the, he's not the star of the Ravens. That's fair. That's fair. Um, did you have any, like, do you have any like 2000 movies that like are kind of a reach? Like maybe you shouldn't like them or you like, that's a good kind of, that's a good one. I kind of feel like we could just do a whole episode on 2000s comedies. We could because 2000, the 2000s were so, it's so diverse with what was going on. Mm -hmm. There was so much shifting and I mean, you could break. Yeah, I mean, you could. You could break it down between. in four, like three to four year increments. I think in. I also think in like the early two thousand, early to mid two thousands, um, parody movies made a huge comeback. <sighs> and, like, but, they not for the like they <sighs> but not for the Scary better. But not for the better. Scary movie. Which one? Scary movie. Okay, Scary movie one was oh, like two thousand two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Scary movie two was 2002 and then scary movie four took a like a two or three year hiatus and then after scary movie three there was epic movie Mm -hmm. there was superhero movie which i went to in theaters there was date movie there was disaster movie i'm there's one movie in particular one parody movie in particular i'm thinking about okay and it's again, this is probably my reach because it's one that definitely has not aged well. It's not as beloved as it is within our friend group. Okay. And that's not another teen movie. I like that movie a lot. Right. I, but I it's like... not like, it's not a liked movie. It's barely a movie. But again, within our friend group, there's a lot of love for that movie. Do you know what? Do you know what a popular movie that people are going to be mad about if we don't talk about that we forgot? I'm listening. Pineapple Express. Okay. Do you not I like do... Pineapple Express? It's probably one of the least watched movies from that group of actors on my like watched setup. Interesting. Like if you if you pay, if you put like them together in like the uh, let's say Pineapple Express and Superbad and oh god, whatever. What other movies would you add in there? So can um, can I read you obscure, not obscure, but like probably ones we normally wouldn't talk about? Can I can, we, can I just read off some like two thousands movies for you? For sure. Euro Trip. Euro Trip is funny in a few parts. It's one that I haven't watched in a long time, but like. The when he jumps into the hot tub with the girl, he's like, "This isn't where I parked my car." Like that makes me laugh. It gave um, us it gave us the best cameo of all time. Yes, yes, it did. And it also gave us one of the most exciting songs of all time but in the same scene. And that all happened within yes, and that's just it. It all happened within one scene, and then the rest of the movie is just kind of okay. Eh. You ready for the next one? Do you remember this movie, The Girl Next Door? I w- would not place it as a comedy. Really. I didn't. Oh, oh, here, I watched... oh, here we go. Here's a better one for you. This is this is one you forgot in your list. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. White chicks. Again, going back to idiocracy. I love Terry Crews. I don't know what it is, 
love Terry Crews. He's great in that movie. Um, oh, fuck. Okay, hit me with it. Borat. Okay, yeah, Borat's good. Borat's jo- really Joe good. Dirt. Joe Dirt isn't as good as I remember it being. <laughs> Technically a 2000s movie, Zombieland. Zombieland's great. It it doesn't it doesn't break the top 5 for me, but I do like Zombieland. Oh, I'm mad at myself for this one. This is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. And I've told you this before. So we did not do a ton of preparation for this. I did a ton of preparation. There's just so many fucking good There's comedies. There's so many comedies. I, I also left on my list. It's one of my favorites. I believe it's a 2000s movie. And that's Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. I forgot. I, I, I'm I pretty sure that's a 2009 You've talked about that movie every movie. time we talk. It doesn't matter what we're talking about on the podcast. Somehow you relate it back to Walk Hard. I love that movie so much. Um, do you want to know what mine is, though? 2007. Okay. Mean Girls. Ooh. I love Mean Girls. Love it. Oh, my God. Do you remember Malibu's Most Wanted? <laughs> Terrible movie. Oh, it's so bad. So bad. 2003? Yeah. I mean, it's there's a reason it wasn't in the draft. I did pass by it on my list of 2000 movies, and I was like, this you is missed, shit. You missed a Will Ferrell movie in the 2000s on your draft. Well, I wasn't drafting exclusively Will Ferrell. Can you? Okay. I'm trying to think if you if I can get you to pick this movie. It was probably Will Ferrell's worst movie of the 2000s. And I, uh, it, it came out the same year as Step Brothers, I believe. It had Danny McBride in it as well, if that helps. Not Your Highness. That was I loved Your McBride. Highness, by the way. Ugh. Um, it was based on an old. It. it was based on an old TV show. Not Bewitched. Starsky and Hutch. Land of the Lost. Oh, what a what a shitstorm of a movie that was. Yeah, not good. It was so bad I forgot it existed. Why would I have lost? Why would I have forgotten that on my list? It wasn't. Good. I was joking. Oh, this is this is one we did forget. Role models. <sighs> That is a good yeah, movie. Yeah, that definitely should have been. That definitely should have been an honorable mentions. I liked Role Models a lot. Damn it, that's <laughs> a funny movie. Um, I'm just kind of, I'm go, I'm still scrolling through Little Nicky. Yeah, I feel like we're just kind of wasting people's time just looking at movies from the 2000s. <laughs> Everybody, do yourself a favor and just like go back and look at the filmography, or just look at like comedies from 2000 to 2010. It's it's so full. It's so like wild. There, I can't. I don't know where the fall off really was, but they, it hit a point where nothing funny was coming out. But for a while there, like there were two or three solid, solid comedies every single year. Yeah, and I just we don't have that anymore. Where like that that truly like raunchy funny movie comes out anymore because everyone's afraid of mm-hmm. cancel culture and everything. But right. now everything's kind of shifting to different, like, dark comedy where it can get away with stuff like that. Or there's the, right. you know, like, there's the smart comedy. Like it, it, It's evolved. It, it's weird how it's turned out. Right. And uh, it's it's different. It's funny, like, how things, like, you know, one of my favorite comedies of all time is Blazing Saddles. And, of course, like, Blazing Saddles movie. could not get, it Never would not get made, get made today. But Never they're making. But they're making it today 
but with cats and dogs. Bullshit. Because they can't get away with like. Do you don't remember this? No, I remember it. I'm just saying it's bullshit. Oh yes, it's terrible. But like, it's their only way of being able to make such a like a a memorable comedy. But it's like the only way of getting it being able to make it without like disparaging somebody. So it's like I'm excited because that quality of comedy needs to come back. God, but you have to again, you're just tiptoeing around everything. I do love that movie so much. Um let's award the pod. Yeah. Start. You want me to start? Yep, you first. Okay. I am going to award the pod because so obviously earlier this week there was the uh, Tiger Woods incident and mm-hmm. I have to award the Padron because I want him to make a recovery. I don't think he'll play golf ever again. Um, I'm going to, I came to that realization a couple days ago. A lot of people at work asked me how I was doing. And when mm-hmm. I answered, I said I wasn't doing well because it gave me the, the accident itself gave me Kobe vibes. And yeah, it's fair. I, I loved Kobe Bryant. They even talked about that on ESPN. Yep. Don't get me wrong. I loved Kobe Bryant. But if there's one athlete death that would affect me most out of anybody, it'd be Tiger Woods. And this is him not playing golf again is probably as close as it could be to him actually like not existing. Right. But I am giving the pod to him because I want him to make a full recovery. Whether it's I just want to hear him talk again. I just want to hear him talk on golf. If he Mm -hmm. could be a golf commentator. I'd be rock hard. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be just be excited about life. So I, I'm sad yeah. that I never got to, I'm, I'm sad that I'll probably never get to see Tiger golf in person in my life, but I am happy that I got to see him play the way he did and win the Masters and a couple of years ago. So for sure, that was my sentimental pick. It's fair. Uh, this week I'm going to award the pod to Dave Chappelle. Yes. Uh, so some great news with Dave Chappelle. So we talked about this a while back um, after after the Chappelle show initially went on Comedy Central, he put out a thing saying boycott it um, because Comedy Central still owned all the rights. They didn't pay him his money. Well, Comedy Central, I don't know where they got the the hair in their ass to do this or what it was. If it was just like social pressure or whatever, money. Um, Comedy Central gave Dave Chappelle his money. They paid off his contract. They gave him the rights to the Chappelle show. So when he, when it's, when he when it's on Netflix and Comedy Central and probably Paramount now it will he will be making royalties from his show finally and it's such a it's so good to f- kind of like it feels good that somebody kind of got a win in Hollywood that you know yeah. has been kind of getting fucked over for it by it for a while the execs have been taking all the money for all these years and finally someone actually mm-hmm. beat them at their own right. game so okay. I'm I'm super excited to for Dave Chappelle. Um, you know, he's still out there doing comedy and for him to finally kind of be able to maybe put a put a knot on it and put a bow on it and finish out this whole thing that he had with Comedy Central. You know, maybe they'd start putting out specials again. Maybe he kind of I don't, I don't it didn't fix the relationship, but maybe it's a start. Um, I just great for Dave Chappelle, great for Chappelle show. Um, so he's getting my award this week. I love it. I love it. Great pick. Um, that's all I've got. Um, we'll pick something to pick. We'll, we'll, we'll probably text each other within the next week here and see what we want to do next week. Unless you have something profound that you want to touch on next week. 
for a movie. Nothing really. I think um, we should do. I want to do. I care a lot. It just premiered on Netflix. It's getting a lot of good okay. reviews. It's a uh, Rosamund okay. Pike. I think we should do that for next week. Uh, we'll figure yeah. out what we want to do for top five or draft for finally next week. a new movie. Right, finally new movies are coming out, and I think we're gonna have a lot of. I think this will be the start of it because then Godzilla and King Godzilla versus King Kong comes out soon, and I'm really excited to talk about that. Is that I, soon? I feel like that's not June or July. Not March, June. March 15th. Oh no, shit. Mm-hmm. That March and movie the theaters that, are open here. That week is gonna be fucking insane. Between nope. everything dropping, it's gonna be a fun week. I think that's just the start. I'm not of, gonna have time for it. I'm gonna make time. I'm pro- I, might, I might take a couple days off. I might take vacation time for this. Fair. We'll see. It'll be a big weekend. Big. All right. Big. As always, I am Alex. And I'm Nathan. And we'll see you next week. Go watch a movie. No, bitch, be on. Sit down, be humble. Sit down, be humble. Sit down, be humble. Sit down. Who that nigga thinking that he frontin' no man, man? Get the fuck off my stage, I'm the same man. Get the fuck off my dick, that ain't right. I make a play fucking up your whole life. I'm so fucking sick and tired of the Photoshop. Show me something natural like Afro with your prime. Show me something natural like ass with some stretch marks. Still, I take you down right on your mama couch and pull no sex. Hey, this shit way too crazy. Hey, you do not amaze me. Hey, I blew cool from ACA. Obama just paged me. Hey, I don't fabricate it. Hey, most of y'all be faking. Hey, I stay modest about it. Hey, she elaborated. Hey, just that great thing about the AV got the dead talk. Hey, watch my soul. Speak, you let the mess talk. Hey, if I kill a nigga, it won't be that alcohol. Hey, I'm the realest nigga after all. Bitch, be home. All the bitches. Sit down.